Today's Hope FM Breakfast Show is brought to you by Ace Office. For business supplies and office furnishing, visit ace-office.co.uk. Well, we're very uh, privileged in this country that we can turn on a tap and be pretty much assured that we're going to have some fresh water. At least we could before there was a, the sort of dried things that we're experiencing, but nothing at all like what you might experience in Africa. Now, my very special guest, uh, Eddie Martin, knows a great deal about <coughs> the challenges in Africa. And, and, of course, many, many villages there don't have access to water at all, Eddie, do they? Well, you need water to live. Uh, so in a sense they've got to find something but Not in many water. cases the water they have is from a dirty river or a puddle that the animals have just been in uh, but many many villages even now have no clean water at all Now obviously you started a charity which is called Myra's Wells mm-hmm. and an interesting name it came out of a bit of a personal tragedy though didn't it? Yeah, it's hard to believe, but 2005 uh, was when my first wife, Myra, got killed in a car accident on her way to work. I decided to try and uh, raise enough money for one well in Burkina Faso because I knew the extent of the problem there. And I got enough for two, which we did. And then some of these generous people, friends and contacts from all over the place uh, kept sending me money which is a nice uh, a nice experience but that money wasn't for me and all of it has gone to wells and uh, our income this past 12 months our financial year has just ended has actually been higher than ever before which in these times is amazing mm. now Burkina Faso is one of the poorest if not the poorest country in yeah. Africa isn't it yeah I would think it's one of the poorest to keep the league tables keep changing but probably about the fourth poorest country in in the world never mind Africa mm. And uh, how many wells thus far? Thus far, we are about 200. Somebody's going to phone me up and correct me here, but one of my trustees, but I think we're at 260 uh, wells. So that's quite, a, so quite, quite a an incredible achievement, isn't it? And tell us something about the difference that that has made to those people. Well, it's, it's made a huge difference uh, in two, two particular areas of life. The first and the sort of obvious um, difference is that people can have water and having water they are then less likely to catch many of the tropical illnesses and uh, they can keep malaria at bay the children don't have worms and very often they die from worms at a very young age but not only having water to drink and to cook with they also have water to do do gardening uh, and grow tomatoes and cabbages and all that sort of thing and keep animals so that in the physical sense that's a, a most amazing difference it's made one one village that uh, discovered that a big hotel in the capital and not those many hotels uh, had trouble sourcing parsley for their menus for the foreigners that come there that mainly the diplomats so this guy got us to supply him some parsley seed and he grew parsley in his village and uh, made, sold enough parsley to buy himself a motor scooter. So that's just a sort of entrepreneurial skill that some of them have got. But the bigger difference is that it's not just physical water, it's spiritual water. Uh, most of these wells are done in conjunction with local churches, which are 100% evangelistic. And uh, so they will... We'll put a well somewhere in their village, not necessarily at the church, but the church will look after it. And that draws a lot of people uh, to into contact with the church uh, and with the Christians because they're around the well. 
and uh, the well becomes a bit like your local pub in terms of a place to meet and talk to people. So, so it's been people are getting living water as well. They're getting living physical water, which we see as our main aim, but they're also getting spiritual water. We have no idea how many uh, people have become Christians as, as a result of this, but it's in the thousands, and there's at least 30 new churches that have been planted in the vicinity of wells that we've uh, we've put in. But this is no credit to me. I, I knew nothing about wells and not much about Burkina Faso really until all this started. So glory to God. So what was it? What was it that that, that prompted you to to take water as the focus? Well. I blame Roy Crown for this. Some of you may know Roy, may know Roy Crown. Youth for Christ, of Youth course. Youth for Christ yeah. at one time, yeah. Uh, now Redemption Trust. Um, but uh, in 1996, he invited me to go to Burkina Faso because he, he was going to do a project for Spring Harvest the next year. And he suddenly discovered at the last minute that they spoke French, they are not English. And Roy, if you know him, was from the East End of London, so he can't really speak English properly, never mind <laughs> French. So he asked me if I'd go to Burkina Faso with him, which I did. And that's where I first of all saw the poverty and the need for water. But at the time, I was in no position to do much about it. And presume you speak French fluently. I speak French uh, enough to get by. If, I need, a, if <laughs> yes. I need a coffee or I need a doctor, I know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously being there, you just saw the need. The need really was focused. I mean, I was really taken to see the need because obviously when you go to these places as a visitor, they don't tend to take you to the worst places. But at the church we went to in 1996, um, I met some people and one of the pastors I met asked me if I would host uh, one of his uh, congregation, if you like, a girl called Christine. Uh, she was going to come to England to, do, to learn English at one of the language schools in Bournemouth, now sadly closed down. But uh, she came, she was with us for a year and a bit, and then she went home, and that was sort of that, until Myra died, and then she invited me back uh, in 2006, and at that point she took us to a village where she and her husband had built a little school, and there was, the nearest water was four kilometres away. And uh, it was just such a sad scene. So we, I appealed for the money for one well, which was 4,000 at the time, but we got enough for two wells, which we did. And then all these nice people just kept sending me money. And we became a charity in 2011, uh, when we had 11 wells, but it's now 2022, and, you know, we've got 260. That's quite so amazing. It's, it's an amazing story, but I don't take any credit. I was just somebody that was gullible enough to make bold decisions which I thought were God's uh, idea. Although having said that, you know, I mean, we, we do have a God who does impossible things, yeah. but of course he does it through people who yeah. probably are awed by some of the tasks. No doubt you were awed by the need, yeah. huge need, uh, but actually the God who calls is the God who also equips, yeah. and I guess you've proved that, yeah. Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I was, a, I was a member of a church locally. I won't mention the church because it still exists, but um, it's got a text on the wall, like many churches had or did. I don't think the text is still there, actually. But the text was, Jesus Christ is Lord, which is absolutely fine. But in, in Africa, to the church I go there, they've got a text up the front which says, uh, I'm not sure what the reference is, I should know, but I don't. All things, sorry, all things are possible for him who believes. And I suggested putting this text in our church locally here, and I was told, oh, no, we can't do that. Some people might think that if they ask God for something, they'll get it. 
But if you don't ask, you don't get. You might not get. And I think, you know, we have to believe that with God, all things are possible. This is Hope FM. Now, well, you heard uh, about how 200 plus wells have happened from those little small seeds and, and from the from the death of Myra. Of course, we, we know that Myra is safely with, with the Lord. She has strong faith. Now, your vision for the future, um, I mean, because you, you, ha- you haven't rest since the beginning of all of this thing. I mean, you, 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 you say, and I know that you're a humble guy, <laughs> uh, and you've said, this has nothing to do with me. But, of course, you know, God has used you yeah. and, and other people to make these things happen. What, so what's your future? Um, what's your future vision? What would you like to do uh, as a, sort of, if, if you looked at the next two or three years? Actually, I would like to keep it going sort of more or less as it is. I don't have huge visions to do many more wells in, the, in each year because uh, it's not just a case of drilling a well and walking away. You have to make sure that in each village you've got a team of people who are able to look after it. You have to make simple little things like you want to get photographs and feedback for some of the people who've paid for these wells because very often now a substantial number of wells are actually being paid for uh, through someone's estate. They're paid for by legacies. So we've recently had a a legacy that will pay for two wells. But that family, the family of that person, uh, needs to get some photographs, or should get some photographs of what's happened uh, to their relatives' uh, funds. So it's it's the administration out there that's that's a big thing. And that's quite a challenge, simply because we say, and this is our... If you were in sales, they would say it's your USP, your unique selling point, that we committed at the start that we would give 100% of all the funds we got from givers to projects. So anything else, like the accountant's fee and any sort of stuff we get printed, whatever, our airfares out there, they're all paid by the, the, the group of trustees themselves. So you give me 10 quid for Myra's Wells, that 10 quid goes into the, the Wells Fund. And now, you want to put a new will, and I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to pronounce this uh, right in a, in a village. Is it Bellum Yublin? Well, I pronounced it, it right. I'm not sure how you would pronounce this place. Uh, anyway, I'm just looking at the words I've got here. I would just say Bellum Yublin there. That's as good as we'll get. Yes. But we can't be sure how this place is pronounced. We can't even be sure exactly where it is because a multitude of these villages are not even in any map. But we will identify the, the nearest town, which is somewhere out in the sticks in Burkina Faso. And uh, we'll have been there, or somebody will have been there to assess the need. We get given forms with information, but you don't believe all you all you receive. You have to verify it and, and try to assess whether the people there will make good use of it. Uh, first of all, for, for their own use and commercial benefit. Uh, and also um, for their, to keep alive in many cases. And then whether there may also be a spiritual fruit from that as well. Having said that, we will put wells in based on the need, not based on whether someone's going to start up a church. If a, if a village that's predominantly Muslim came and said, we want a well, and we looked at it and we said, these people definitely need a well, then they would go to the top of the list. But we will still tell these people that these wells are being provided by a Christian charity because we believe that's what Jesus would do. So, and very often we've seen lots of Muslims, even one imam that we know of, converted uh, because of the work of Myra's Wells, which is brilliant. 
Now, if you want to help, there's a very practical way you can help. Obviously, you can donate to Mara's Wells at, at any time. And thank you to all of you who have already been, been doing that. But there's this very special concert being held on the 24th of September at St. Michael's Church in Poole. Tell us about it, Eddie. Right, well, the Dorset Male Voice Police Choir uh, put on a concert for us maybe three or four years ago, but these things all went into abeyance because of coronavirus. We don't advertise for, for money. We have a brochure that someone's paid for, but we think it's good to keep people aware of what's going on. So the trustees have, have paid the cost of all this. They've paid the choir cost. They've, the, the, the venue's been given to us at no charge, which is very nice. And uh, it's really over to everyone else to come and support this and uh, see what can happen for Myra as well. So we got a four-figure sum the last time, plus one person who came paid for a whole well. Somebody from Swanage paid for a whole well. So this is Saturday the 24th of September. Uh, so it's St Michael's Church at Hamworthy, which is a little bit outside Poole, but the good thing is it's very accessible uh, from the A35, A31. So if you're in, in, in Poole or even Blandford or Wareham or Bournemouth, it's not far. It's very easy to find. It's got a very large car park and it's actually a very beautiful building with wonderful acoustics. So we're really excited about this opportunity. And... Uh, over to you. And you'd like a minimum donation of £10. And of course, if you're, if you're a taxpayer and you gift aid that, yep. that'll give you 20% right. uh, more back on that. Of yep. course, remember, every penny yep. is going to help those people in, in Africa in, very, in a very practical way. And you can get tickets at Keith Jones Bookshop, of course, in Bournemouth, and at St Mary's uh, Longfleet Church Centre over in Poole. Or you can reserve your tickets simply by calling 01202 892 That's it. A nine two five four eight. This is Hope FM.